Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. All right, we're closing out September, starting to move into that last stretch of fall golf here in October. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about our friends at Pin Golf. Pin has created an absolute winner with the Ace Rangefinder. If you're looking for a new rangefinder, check out our guys from Pin. There's a link in the comments about the podcast episode, but it's a great rangefinder. It's USB chargeable. It is the most convenient one I've ever used, and it is performs outstandingly. If you get a chance to pick yours up today, hit the link, use the code D3GOLFGUYS for 20 bucks off your pinned rangefinder today. All right, let's jump into some of the results from this past week. Let's start on the ladies' side with the NCAA Championship Preview hosted by University of Mary Harden Baylor down in Houston. Now, good news, bad news. Good news is we had a lot of fabulous uh, women's teams getting together to play golf this this past week down in Houston. The bad news is is it was a two-day tournament, and the second day got completely rained out. Um which you know kind of speaks to should we if we're doing a preview should we try to do them for three days so we can pretty much guarantee two days worth of golf? Which you know I, I know there's been some conversations about that in the past. You know, having been at the NCAA preview down in Orlando for the men, the three days there there were contingencies to make sure that we got at least two good rounds in. Maybe something to think about from a ladies' perspective going forward. But let's talk about the golf that was played. Uh, we sort of had four teams that were all bunched together at the top, right? So Carnegie Mellon ends up winning with at with a 12 over 300. Redlands and George Fox University tie for second at 13 over, and Methodist finishes fourth at 14 over. So you have all four of those within two strokes. Um, and again, anything could have happened day two. I, I, any one of those teams could have easily won on day two. In fact, I think Methodist was a couple under early as they started, but then the rains came and did not go away. Um, so your order of finish before we kind of dive in further is Carnegie Mellon one, Redlands two, George Fox two, uh, Methodist four, Washington and Lee finishes fifth. Wash U St. Louis finishes sixth. Texas at Dallas finishes seventh. Mary Harden Baylor tied for eighth. York college, Pennsylvania tied for eighth. Uh, UC Santa Cruz tied for eighth. Christopher Newport, 11th, Berry College, 12th, Grinnell College, 13th, Rose College, 14th, Huntington College, 15th, and Southwestern University out of Georgetown, Texas, 16th. Um, so it was, you know, g- good golf being played. Um, what I found interesting from a team perspective was there were several teams kind of missing that I think are in the mix. So let's talk about them real quick. You know, Emory wasn't there and, and they've, They've showed up pretty nicely this year and, and, you know, have put their program together really fast from the girls' side of things. The Williams College Eaths were not there at this one. The Center College Colonels were not there. And the the ladies from St. Kate's or St. Catharines University up in the Midwest, they weren't at this tournament. All four of – all five of those teams, I think, are in this space. Now, I don't know if they're as good as Carnegie Mellon – uh, George Fox and Methodist. I, I think Emory has shown they are. Center, I think, is right there. But I would I would add in those five into this space. Now, again, you know, not everybody can travel to every tournament. And this one being in Houston probably meant a lot of a lot of airfare for some people. But um 
But I think this was a really good kind of showing to show you like Carnegie Mellon, Redlands, George Fox Methodist. Okay, they're 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 a step above. There were seven shots between Methodist and Washington Lee in fourth and fifth place. Um, and that was probably only going to grow day two um, from what I saw early as I was trying to follow along until everything got rained out. So interesting uh, outcome. What I The other piece here is, is there was some really interesting uh, individual contributions. So Allison Takayama, Ta- Takamiya, excuse me, from George Fox ends up winning at two under 70, which is a really interesting uh, outcome because now George Fox has got this this Allison and you know our, our good friend and last year's individual national champion Mackenzie Tool. So all of a sudden they, they have a bit of a one-two punch, which is uh, going to help the cause out. Uh, also tied for second at even par with Sydney Quo from Wash U. So we've saw Wash U show up a little bit here, and and I think that they're they're on the move coming up. Redlands, and I think some people had some individuals. Redlands had an individual in Malia Kiger uh, who finishes tied for second shooting even par. So if you go back and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Redlands who has, you know, uh, counted a 77, uh, counted a 75 and a 77, they've got an individual shoots even par. They easily win if, if that person's in the lineup. Uh, so that, that creates a little bit of that intrigue, um, for Redlands kind of going forward. Um, and then, you know, normal people who we would expect to see up here, Jillian Drinkard from Methodist, uh, Shreya from Carnegie Mellon, and Sarah Kimichik from Mary Hart and Beller, all won over, excellent playing. Hannah Jugar from Redlands, uh, tied for seventh with Jordan Collar from York College, Pennsylvania, and Riley Birch from UC Santa Cruz, and Leticia R- R- Regner had really working on, I need some more consonants in here, people, um, from Washington and Lee. So Leticia, I apologize. I probably butchered your last name, but great plan. 74, um, uh, tied for 11th was Alexis Sajanto, Gabriel Kiger from Redlands. Obviously Alex, Alexis is from Carnegie Mellon, Sophia Trevino from Texas and Dallas and Andrea York from Redlands. So I mean, Kinsey tool finished one back of that with several others tied at, at, at four over, um, again, like, okay, we're starting to see really good play. I mean, to, to see that 76, it, it gets you tied for 15th is, you know, we're doing the right things here by, by the yardages and, and the things that we're playing. I just wish we'd have been able to see sort of the second day of the, of the NCAA preview for the ladies. Um, I did see that, uh, once everything did get washed out, some of the ladies teams took in some NASA stuff in Houston, which was great. Um, the ladies teams do a, a little bit better job of, uh, of Instagram for, uh, for in comparison to the men's team. So it looked like there was at least, uh, a, a, some good educational trips, uh, happening with the rain out, but I, I wish we had had another day planned where we could have at least gotten, you know, at least another 18 holes in where I think, uh, you'd probably get a true result. Okay. Uh, the other tournament on the ladies side, I want to t- just mention briefly was the Guy and Jean Kuhn Memorial in the Country Club of Meadville, Pennsylvania, where the Denison ladies uh, go up to Pennsylvania, and they end up winning uh, by 44 shots. Um, they go 321 the first day, and then 301 the, the, the last day. 
Um, they finished first. Allegheny College finishes second. College of Wooster third. Bluffton University four. Washington and Jefferson five. Theo College six. And Heidelberg University seven. Um, Kate Griffin from Denison um, comes out great in the last day, but she goes 80 72. And there must have been some serious weather or something because the scores were really elevated day one. Um, tied for second was actually uh, Carnegie Mellon had some individuals at this tournament. Uh, that obviously weren't playing in the preview. So Catherine Yu from Carnegie Mellon goes 85-70 the last day. Um, she's tied with Lane Hirsch from Denison, 79-76. And then Rhea Vashista from Carnegie Mellon also. So Carnegie Mellon had four or five ladies here playing as individuals, sort of a B-team view. And they're all over this lot. Uh, the Denison ladies obviously uh, represented very well. They finished out most of the top ten. Uh, Allegheny had Camille O'Halloran. She finished 10th with an 80-82. So an interesting result there, just to kind of talk about some of our friends in the in the Midwest Eastern region uh, there. Again, I'm kind of looking forward to some other stuff. I know the CCIW has got a tournament going on right now. They're not quite done with that yet, but we'll, we'll touch on that as we go back uh, next week. <clears throat> but I think as we get into the fall here, you know, I think there's a couple more tournaments that we're going to watch. And obviously the golf week will be a big one in the middle of the month. Um, but I starting to get a good sense of where things sit um, within the ladies. I, I think we could probably predict the top 12 pretty easily. Um, what's going to be really interesting is I think those top 12 are really close. And I think anybody could win. Uh, very excited to watch as we go down in the spring sort of more and more how things kind of shake out because I think this could be one of the most hotly contested national championship tournaments on the ladies side we've ever had. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that. We're going to take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Titleist. Titleist, the number one brand in golf. And I've seen a whole bunch of Titleist in all my years around D3 golf. But the best thing they have going for them is the Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. It's the best ball on tour. It's the best ball for college players. If you are a high-level player looking for the best golf ball around, there's nothing better than Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X. Get yours today. All right, let's jump over to the men's side. Uh, where uh, up in the Twin Cities, our friends at Gustavus hosted a tournament which was across uh, three days at three different courses, um, and some really good courses too from what it looks like, where the St. John's Johnnies end up coming out and winning by 15 shots. Um, they go 292, 297, 299. Uh, they finish first. Luther College finishes second. Uh, Wisconsin Eau Claire finishes third. Uh, good to see them kind of up there. Carthage College finishes fourth. Gustavus finishes fifth. Concordia College from Minnesota also finishes uh, sixth after that. Carlton College seventh. Then we get into kind of B-team territory. Uh, several B-teams in between that. Uh, Nebraska Wesleyan, 12th. Wisconsin Stout, 13th. McAllister, 14th. We had a, a C-team. Um, and then we, we get a few others. But uh, really good playing by the Johnnies. I, I think the Johnnies are somebody we need to keep our eye on coming out of that Midwest. They performed really well last year. And I think that's somewhere we have to keep our eye on. I think the Johnnies are, are a force to be reckoned with, even with some of the Southern and, and other Midwestern schools. Uh, 
Glavin Schugel from St. John's ended up winning 71 69 75 for an overall one under par. Um, finishing second was Mason Oppum from Concordia, Minnesota. Jacob Peterson, who made an individual national to the Nationals last year from Gustavus, he ended up tied for third um, with Tyler Mashuski from Carthage. And then you have uh, three tied at, fi- at fifth. Nate Locksterkamp from St. John's, Cole Janke from Wisconsin Eau Claire, and Stellan Orvik from Augsburg. So a, a nice tournament there, and I think that's a good win for the Johnnies. I'm starting to look at that Wisconsin Minnesota kind of region. I think the Johnnies are probably the class of that of that group as it stands right now. Uh, okay, let's go down to uh, Killeen, Texas, where the the men from University of Mary Harden Baylor uh, were hosting a tournament as well while the ladies were having their preview. Um, and Mary Harden Baylor comes out on top, shooting some really good scores. I, I, is it par 70? I think it was close to 6,200 par 70. So a fairly short course. So the scores are a little low. Um, but Mary Harden Baylor comes out on top. They go 272, 287 for a one under total. Finishing second is Texas at Dallas. They go 280, 284. Texas Lutheran, 297, 285. Mary Harden Simmons, fourth. East Texas Baptist, fifth. Howard Payne, sixth. Centenary, seventh. And Bellhaven, eighth. Andrew Balcom from Mary Harden Baylor wins at five under, 67, 68. That's getting it done. Uh, William Sammons, who led day one, uh, shot also for Mary Harden Baylor, finishes second, 66, 71 for a three under total. Ryan Kropp from UT Dallas shot 68, 71 with a one under total. It looks like UT Dallas needed a four score because four and tied for fifth are all UT Dallas players. Uh, Mary Harden Baylor obviously filled up the stat sheet uh, in the rest of the top ten. Uh, Texas Lutheran had Toby Wills in there, but uh, a good tournament, a good win for Mary Harden Baylor against uh, several of the teams in that Texas region. Um, you know, Trinity wasn't there, and a couple other schools, but the, a good win nonetheless. The other big tournament that is, you know, out there that we want to talk about is the Royal Lakes Invitational hosted by Oglethorpe uh, in Flowery Branch, Georgia. This was an interesting tournament because we had a a good mix of teams from sort of all over the place. Um, And we had a very interesting result where Babson College, who had had a really nice win earlier in the year up up in the Northeast, uh, came down south and went absolutely nuts day two. They shoot 287 the first day. They got a four-stroke lead. Fine. It happens all the time. They go out and shoot 276 the second day and have firmly planted themselves in the middle of Pool B and maybe at the top of it right now. Now, this is going to be really interesting because Pool B is getting very competitive. When you start to look at the Carnegie Mellons and the Emerys of the world, Babson right now looks really good. And, and now I know, I don't think Babson's going to be at uh, Carnegie Mellon's tournament up at Laurel Valley, which would have been really interesting to see them show up there. Um, but I, we'll have to kind of keep our eye on Babson's schedule. That's one of the things I got to go back and look through. But the, the Babson kids, I mean, every, all, like the second day on the front nine, I think all five players were under par with, with and bogey free. It was one of the most impressive things I've seen in a while. Um, so Babson kind of comes out roaring and, and, and kind of runs away and hides a little bit. Um, 
And finishing second was the host Oglethorpe. And a special shout out to uh, Oglethorpe senior Isley McClure, who had a double eagle on the f- nearly 500 yard par five third hole. Um, anytime you make a two, that that's pretty special. Uh, so Oglethorpe finishes one under total, 12 shots back back of Babson, but you know 16 shots clear of third place. And they shot at four under 284 the last day, which is normally pretty good. But when Babson's shooting 276, it sort of makes it feel not not quite as good. Uh, Suwanee finishes third, but a, a distant third. They had shot 291 the first day, but a 300 on day two uh, hurt them uh, poor, badly. But finishing fourth was University of Lynchburg. Uh, fifth was Transy. Um, so then they moved up. They shot 306 the first day, but a 295 the second day moved them up about five spots in the in the rank order. Uh, finishing sixth was Averett University. Gettysburg finished seventh. Wisconsin Lutheran eighth. Barry College ninth, tied with Birmingham Southern ninth. St. John's Fisher eleventh. Randolph Macon twelfth. Millsaps College thirteenth. Lagrange College fourteenth. McDaniel College fifteenth. Maryville College, Tennessee, 16th, North Carolina Wesleyan, and Ferrum College rounding out the results there. Um, so quickly moving over to the uh, individual side, obviously Babson has the is is a tied for the win. Nicholas Gian, Gianellis from Babson. I apologize again if I'm getting names wrong. 73-64 the last day. Um, boy, that, that is getting it done. Eight under the last day. Uh, Michael Olmstead from Suwannee, really good player. We saw down at the NCAA preview. He shoots seven, seven under also. Um, he shot 67-70. So those guys tied for first. I'm not sure if there was a playoff or not. Um, third place was Jackson Rothwell from Babson, five under par, 66-73 for him. And then tied for fourth were two guys from Oglethorpe. Unfortunately for Oglethorpe, one of them was an individual, Michael O'Sullivan, uh, who went 72-68, four under. Um, tied with uh, freshman Beck Lewis from Oglethorpe, four under also, uh, 69-71. Uh, Reed Gritton, who we saw uh, live and in person at Transy's event um, from Transylvania, he finishes solo sixth, two under, a back-to-back 71, so good consistent play for Reed down at uh, Royal Lakes. Uh, we had two, two players tied for seventh, uh, Chuck Cheska from McDaniel College and Sean Fitzgerald from Babson were both one under. And then tied for ninth was Antti Vaselka. Man, I'm really working on this. Averett University, even par, along with Sam Carmen, another freshman from Oglethorpe, who was also even. So uh, a good playing out of a a lot of the teams here. And again, you know, shooting four over for the entire tournament gets you tied for 21st. So really good scores and, and what I heard about Royal Lakes is it was interesting wind down there where the, all the par fives were playing downwind and all the par threes were playing into the wind, um, which can make that golf course play a little bit more difficult than it tends to, it, it tends to do from a par three perspective, but the par fives get played much easier. Um, when that wind switches and the par fives play into the wind, that golf course can, can jump up and get you. So a, a really good week in division three golf. You know, I, I think as you look across the field as we kind of get into October, I think the 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 big next tournament is going to be golf week. That's going to be in a couple weeks. There's there are a few more here and there that we'll talk about, um, and then as we get into sort of the fall, it, it, you know, formally, 
we kind of get through October and then things will sort of slow down. So from a programming perspective, we're going to try to have some people on for some interviews. We're going to be looking forward to sort of our first big golf stat rankings that'll come out. Um, we'll have a special podcast when that comes out to talk about the rankings, where we think they're right, where we think we might disagree with them and talk about sort of who to keep our eye on and where, who we think is kind of, uh, you know, on the move up or on the move down as well as we're going to try to have some more, uh, interviews. We'll, we'll get a few coaches on, uh, over the break as well as, uh, some players. We want to definitely have some players on to talk to them. Um, but also don't forget that we put out the challenge on, uh, on Twitter, uh, we're looking to come to campus to do a live recording of the podcast where we can uh, have the coach and the players on the podcast and uh, we'll have some friends and friends of yours and everybody else. You can have some uh, other students around to, to do that. We'll have a, some giveaways. We'll, we'll do some fun stuff. But uh, hit us up if you want to be it, put your school in the mix for that live uh, podcast recording. Um, we'd love to come out to your university, and, and one of the things we'll do is we'll keep that list going and understand uh, who still wants us. And if we don't pick you this time around, we may pick you the next time. So we'll uh, we'll keep looking for that. We, we'd like to do that in the early part of November before everybody leaves on uh, Thanksgiving break. Um, but that usually is a good time for golf when when we don't have as many tournaments and uh, we, we also are all still around on campus. So. Until then, hit them straight. Cheers. Cheers.